Hello, people. This is the Mad Scientist Supreme, talking today about the death of stars. Now, stars, and I define a star as any object that fuses hydrogen. Now, Jupiter, not a star, doesn't have enough mass to fuse hydrogen. Ten times the size of Jupiter is enough mass, just barely, to fuse hydrogen. A hydrogen body that size will fuse hydrogen very slowly over an incredibly long period of time. And then the hydrogen will be used up. There's not enough pressure to fuse helium, and it'll die off and become a former star and just a very warm object for many, many years. Then you've got much larger ones, like our sun, goes through the normal process, fusing hydrogen, helium, carbon, becoming mostly iron, cooling off, and dying. Then you've got very large stars that become neutron stars. A neutron star is so dense it compacts the iron pro protons to the iron electrons forming neutrons. So the entire star becomes one big ball of neutrons. Well, neutron stars can die in two different ways. One, they just cool generally over millions and billions and trillions of years and eventually become cold now. But if there's enough matter in the area, usually from another star, that falls on top of a neutron star, that incredible pressure, as the hydrogen builds up, will eventually crush down and form a very small supernova. It'll create an incredibly large explosion, very short duration, and then you've got a slightly larger neutron star, because after the explosion, everything crushes down into neutrons again. Now, if there's a very large or several stars orbiting this neutron star, it'll suck up and regularly explode and get larger and larger. Well, when a neutron star gets large enough, now, a neutron star could start large enough if you have a very large star, ends up in its final stages, collapses down, or a neutron star, when it explodes, that final explosion, the supernova explosion, crushes the center enough, forming a black hole. The black hole will absorb the neutrons, forming a larger and larger black hole. But as it rips apart the neutrons to go into the event horizon of the black hole, it's releasing an enormous amount of energy. And the energy tends to go out the north and south poles of the black hole, forming what's called a quasar. Back in the old days, when I was short, quasars were quasi-stellar objects, and we didn't know what was causing them. There was enough energy coming out of a quasar as an entire galaxy, but in an area smaller 
than our sun. And scientists had no idea what could have caused this. Well, then they figured out black holes sucking in enough matter will shoot out enormous amounts of energy in beams from a very small area. Well, a neutron star collapsing down into a black hole will form a quasar. And as quasars destroy themselves, you'll end up with a black hole. Now, recently, there was a big news story about two black holes orbiting each other eventually merged into one black hole, creating gravity ripples throughout the galaxy, throughout the universe. And in another galaxy, this happened, and we were able to detect the gravitational waves. Well, before these two black holes merged, before they were black holes, those were two supernova that created these black holes. Now, they probably didn't do it at the same time. One black hole was formed, and then the other black hole was formed. But as they were being formed, they were quasars. And if you've got a large black hole and a smaller forming black hole or a quasar circling each other, you will be able to see a quasar rapidly spinning around another object. Now, recently they detected a neutron star orbiting a black hole. And the reason they were able to detect it was because a third star, outer uh, gaseous layers were being sucked into the black hole and also being sucked onto the neutron star. Well, as the neutron star is collecting up this matter from the third star, it also will eventually explode into a supernova. It may or may not turn into a black hole and a quasar after that explosion. There's going to be a lot of explosions before it gains enough matter to become a black hole. But if you're an astronomer, the records of astronomy, all these various galaxies we've got pictures of and record, recordings of all these different uh, events in the universe, there should be an event of a quasar spinning around another object, a quasar quasar, a extreme jet of energy that is spinning around an unknown or unseen source. And that'll be a black hole and a quasar orbiting it. Now you could have two quasars orbiting each other. That would be incredibly rare to have two going on at the same time. But to have a quasar orbiting a black hole or orbiting a large neutron star itself, it'll be vibrating back and forth. If you've got a, if the largest one is the black hole or the quasar and a neutron star is orbiting it, they will effectively be orbiting each other and then you've got the vibration still of this quasar going back and forth, back and forth. Seeing the jet of energy coming off of a quasar, we could see it and show
that it what it is orbiting or what is orbiting it. The records are out there. It'll take a energetic person to find those records and then publish and then all stars end in black holes sort of the very large ones do well that's my uh, death of stars um, the death of the universe or the birth of the universe I'll get into soon enough thank you very much this is the Mad Scientist Supreme, signing out.